Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. All right, welcome everybody to another edition of the CXR podcast. I am excited. Uh, we got a fun topic and we have a very fun person. Uh, listen closely, watch out for her tone. Uh, and we're, <laughs> we're going to jump right in. <laughs> Some green room chatter bleeding its way into the show already. Uh, Tracy Parsons, how are you today? I'm great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Uh, for those who may not know who Tracy Parsons is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you my infamous question for the show. Can you give us an escalator pitch around who you are and uh, why we should care what you have to say today? All right. Well, um, my escalator pitch is I'm Tracy Parsons, and I've been working in the TA space since the late 1900s, as the kids would say. <laughs> and uh, the world's first banner ad for recruitment, I placed that in 1997. Uh, on ZDNet and um, launched the first ever social recruiting campaign on MySpace in 2005. So I've got to watch this whole thing grow up, the recruitment marketing employer brand explosion grow up kind of from the front seat and pushing it out the door. My gosh, Tracy. Okay. So you've got two milestones that you just mentioned. This is totally unrelated to our topic, by the way. Yeah. But Jerry's been working on this history of recruiting project and it is, it's literally goes all the way back to the Romans. I mean, it is, it is this birth of recruiting. You're laughing, but it's, it is literally the history of recruitment. And uh, you're going to get a copy of it, Laura. I trace oh. it rather. And, um, and when you get the copy, if you add to it, then you become a contributing author. Just Fantastic. saying. And the fact that you're the first person to say MySpace in at least a year, I think, and there was any recruitment done. I think both of those two things would be really interesting to include. So watch out for that. We're going to send that to you. Happy to participate. So as we jump in to talk a little bit, because I, I want to talk internal mobility with you today, you've got a unique perspective on that, I think. And I think we're both aligned uh, with regards to it's just a little bit of a shit show right now with a lot of people playing catch up. Yeah. Uh, tell us, just give us a really quickly, like 30 seconds about WorkDrive. I know you're the founder uh, of this new organization. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about what it does. And then let's, let's jump. It's not a product pitch, letting everybody know who's listening. Oh, no. But I do want people to have a background of sort of where you're coming from. Yeah. And it was born out of, so, so I run this consultancy, which we, you know, briefly talked about and a customer had us design, redesign their entire employee life cycle and candidate experience, how they deal with talent. And we started digging into the data and I found that they were converting external people into applicants at a 5X rate of internals. So internals weren't converting. And I said, hey, by the way, we've got some software sitting on a shelf that we could probably repurpose this source code for you. And it turned into this whole product now and and they're using it, they're actively using it. And it's essentially, it's trying to kind of reimagine internal hiring and mobility by putting the employee in the driver's seat and giving them the keys to their career, as opposed to somebody saying, oh, we have a plan for somebody or doing your traditional succession planning. This is more about um, giving your employees and empowering them to make choices about where they want to go and what they want to do next. Yeah. So anybody who's interested in the product should check it out. It's work drive with a Q, not a K. Yeah. Uh, they should check it out. But I want to talk about um, 
your headspace around why you think internal mobility is so important now? Like, why is it such a hot item today? Well, a couple reasons. Um, we've, we all keep watching these quit rates and then you'll see these, you know, 3% of the workforce left and, and you, then there's articles like the economist came out yesterday. There was like, well, this is all overblown, right? This is all the great resignation is, is completely overblown. This is actually flat. Um, regardless, any person that walks out of your door that would rather stay costs your business money. And I've been telling this to my customers for, you know, 20 years saying, great, it's all about, it's nice that you're bringing new people in, but what are you doing for the people who, who currently work here? And, and we're reaching this saturation point with recruitment marketing and employer brand where we're getting the point where keep, keep dumping more names in the top of the funnel. So what are we doing with the people who already work here? How are we engaging them? How are we empowering them? And we've had COVID. I mean, I've, I've told this, I've given this uh, story 62 times, but basically two years ago, we were all these lovely little hamsters running our hamster wheel. And then somebody jammed a pencil in all of our collective hamster wheels and all the hamsters went flying. Right. And so like, there's all these concussed hamsters walking around the world going, ow, this is weird. I don't really like, wait a minute. There's a house and a people that I know that I need to take care of. Oh no. What do I do? And then meanwhile, you know, leadership starting to tape that hamster wheel together, not really fixing it, just putting some tape on it, maybe shining up the edges and say, hamsters get back on the wheel. And the hamsters are like, we don't, we don't really want to get back on the wheel. Um, so we've got all these people who are exiting the workforce. We have a bunch of people that are retiring the workforce and a bunch of hamsters just walking around with concussions. So what I've been advocating for people to do is not only are people leaving the workforce in mass, they are there. I think I saw 6 million in the last year were retirees. Yep. Um, we, we had a lot of people die of COVID in the workforce. That's, that's a big thing. And then in the last year and a half, almost 5 million new small businesses were started, hmm. which is a 24% lift from the year before. So okay. people like, yeah. So they're, they're like finding a new way mm -hmm. to make money and pay their bills. But at the end of the day, they don't really want to have to do all that, right? Like <laughs> they would like to get on the wheel or near the wheel or wheel adjacent if we could present them with a better wheel experience. So I'm, I'm imagining all of these. <laughs> Concussed hamsters. I know it's I such could, a great story. I could just listen to you talk for 30 minutes all by yourself. I mean, I just, <laughs> just imagining all these dizzy little hamsters uh, walking around the cage, bumping into the glass, you know, tripping over the water bottle. So I, I guess my question is, and I, I'm asking this to the industry with peace and love. Why are we so lazy? with regards to fixing the internal mobility challenge. Like why, why, if we're doing all of this stuff externally, we dump, and here's a really easy, lazy example on my part. We're gonna spend millions on a new employer brand. We're gonna spend millions on an external candidate experience, and we're gonna spend crackers, right? Or a hamster meal on the internal experience. So it becomes so much easier for somebody to go find a job somewhere else. And I know there's an issue of equity also, right? With internal movement. Oh, yeah. but it's, so, it's so much easier to go find a job somewhere else, get a 20% raise to go, right? Easily nowadays, 20% raise to go than it is to even find what jobs are available internally. Why, 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 why do we do that? I have a good answer. Um, there was some research last year from, um, oh, I'm gonna get it wrong. 
global TA trends. Um, it might've been LinkedIn data. 70% um, of TA professionals say the reason they can't get this done is managers. Managers are a barrier to internal mobility because they're concerned that people are going to, they're going to poach their A players. And so the, the yeah, okay, cool. But also they're going to leave anyway. So it, the, the people that are pulling the trigger on mobility have some things in common. One of them is they're brave and bold and brazen, right? They're going to look at the hiring manager and say, hey, I know you don't want your top performers to leave to go do something that they really want to do, but I'm sorry to tell you, they're going to do that anyway, because the last three weeks, they've had 62 LinkedIn invites from recruiters that want to hire them anyway. They actually would like to stay. Um, so we need to make it easy and you're holding them back and we're not going to have that talent hoarding mentality anymore at our organization. Um, but they're also really focused on allowing and empowering that employee, right? So that's, that's a big component to this. Um, one of the reasons that we built this, like I've worked at, you know, monster TMP, I've worked at a bunch of different brands throughout my career. And every time I wanted to know what the next thing was for me, um, I was told we have a plan for you. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. And I was like, well, and I had a lot of reactions to the, we have a plan for you thing. I was like, well, whose plan is this? And do I have a point in this plan? And what is the plan? Wait, do you guys care what I want to do? Right. Yeah. And, and that's where this all kind of was born from. Like, yeah, why, why do I have to have, why does somebody have a plan for me? This is, this is my career. Yeah. Well, and it's, it is, it's fascinating to me that we make it so difficult and there, there is a cultural shift you know, we talk to leaders all the time who are talking about trying to build uh, a business case internally to have an internal recruiting team. Yes. Uh, and it's not, and while budget is sometimes a challenge, one yeah. of the biggest sticking points, I think, Tracy, as you mentioned, is that internal culture of managers or directors who say, this is my talent. No, bub, it's not your talent. It's the organization's talent, right? It's the people right. that work for the company. It's not your talent. So I'm sorry, I your know. succession planning is such a shit show that you, you yeah. can't figure out how to let people move and grow in the organization. And with peace and love, I would just pinch their little cheeks. Yeah. And bring them the sunshine. <laughs> You're today. adorable if you think yeah. that that's going to work. So if we were going to tell somebody uh, how to tackle that internally, right? So it's the Tracy and Chris uh, methodology. How, what, what do you think we would, what would be like our top, all right, you, this is how you're going to tackle this internally. This is how you're going to take on internal mobility. You're going to, you're going to turn that frown upside down in your organization and get people on the move. What, what do you think we would tell them? Well, I think there's a couple different things. One is that you're going to have to be strategic because one of the things that we keep seeing over and over again is that whenever we're talking to people about work drive, I hear from talent management, well, that's TA. And I hear from TA, well, that's talent management. Right. So we've developed a lot of different silos that are preventing internal mobility from happening. And one of the things that we have to do is remember that it has nothing to do with our organizational structure. It has everything to do with the talent we've already paid to attract and hire. So how do we how do we elevate them? So we've got to break down those silos and be really strategic about this. And we need to realize that an internal job board does not internal mobility make, right? So like the, we were we were talking in the green room about like little, you know, checkmark things. And we everybody's going to say we offer internal mobility. And what they're saying is that we have an internal job board. But we and posted like said, two weeks before we send it externally, Tracy. So we're, we're, we clearly care about our internal. Obviously, this is important to us. Um, so so what I would what I would say is we have to be really strategic and we have to let go of our silos and our ownership 
um, and realize that we we need to we need to contribute and be strategic about how we bring solutions to the table. The second piece is being fearless, like clearly going into your talent hoarding managers and saying, this is not the way we're going to do this anymore. And the reason that we're not going to do this anymore is reason number three is that they have to know the math. You have to know how much money is walking out your door every year. Like everybody that leaves, I think the stat is one and a half times their salary if they're a manager or above hmm. is leaving your organization. That's what it costs. Is it higher, Jerry? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's even say it's two times. So if you have a hundred thousand dollar a year salaried person and they walk out the door, that just costs your organization two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right? How yeah. many did you lose this year? Multiply that by 200,000. That should get your C-suite's attention and allow the talent hoarding managers to say, oh, we're not going to do that anymore because it's hurting our bottom line. So it's really about being strategic, having tough conversations and knowing the math. Yeah, I I think we're also seeing a spotlight uh, that gets um, that gets shined on the issue of development internally as well. Uh, which changes also how how we expect uh, or what we expect of candidates into certain roles. So hiring people for potential, hiring people with learning agility and and the willingness to invest in them, I think is a game changer as opposed to looking for people who've who've already done that job or their resume says logically they should make that, you know, that should be the next piece. Uh, and I think we're starting to see a shift there as well. And I think that will play nicely from an internal mobility standpoint too, is that, you know, as we want to move them internally, we're also going to double down and develop that talent as well. Invest in those that those people internally. Absolutely. And how do we how do we know what they want to do and how do they want to how do they want to grow? Right. That's the that is the missing component. Like we make a lot of guesses, and I've seen some tech out there that is you know robot driven that'll take your resume and say this should be the next job for you. And I was like, I, if I didn't not my manager telling me what my plan is, I certainly don't want a robot telling me what my plan is. Um, so we have to give them the keys to that car and let them tell us how they want to grow. Um, and then if they're telling us how would they want to grow, grow them. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, I, maybe that was the tone, but like, <laughs> it's, I'm so sorry to say, like, I, 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 I am very, very common sense and straightforward. And one of the things that I think is kind of funny is that everybody tells me, Tracy, that just makes sense. I was like, yeah, I know, but it's just not common practice. Yeah. Well, what is it? The, the, um, who, who is it once told me that common sense is in short supply and you should learn to charge a premium. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if they tell you where they want to grow, grow them. Yeah. With and peace and love, need. just grow with, with peace and love. Here you go. <laughs> well, Tracy, give us a final thought. I mean, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, is there somewhere somebody should go to learn a little bit more about internal mobility? Do you have a reference or a resource that maybe you lean on when you're when you're just trying to catch up on the news or figure out what's going on? So I have a really extensive setup in Feedly. <laughs> nice. My Feedly feed is where I go, and I wish I could you know share that in a way that was be would be useful. Um, I I do. I there's a lot of analyst work being done um, out there right now that is really strong. We actually. Um, we got our hands on the Aspect 43 um, talent mobility 
report. So we'll definitely get that um, to you for the community so people can download that and kind of take a look at it. Um, we're always listening to what Madeline Lorano has to say. She's just got some really great sense going on. She's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of that. And Sarah White's just really, really a smart person. So whatever she's doing at Aspect, we're listening to. Um, and I tell this to people all the time. I was like, we're creating content. All of the internal mobility softwares are creating content. Read it all with a grain of salt, including ours. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's marketing fluff and, you know, follow the analysts, follow your peers, read good case studies. Like just and, and what, what I want everybody to focus on and realize as we're, as we're getting out of this, this is not going to end. Like people, the hamsters are tired and they're injured. And and they're concussed and, and they're, they're concussed. And so this is not going to end, but think of it this way. And this is one of the things that we've been talking about in the platform. Everybody that's leaving right now, you actually have an opportunity to bring them back in six to nine months. Um, so think about not just internal mobility, but alumni and how those two things play together because you've crafted and forged a relationship with your talent that you should really invest in. And I think that's what we're trying to communicate across the continuum right now. Like it's, you've paid a pretty penny to attract and hire these people, nurture them. I love it. I love it. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have to have you on again. I'd love it. <laughs> All right. For our listeners uh, coming up next week, I think we've got one, one podcast left. I think for the year we're inviting Tara Doyle. Uh, she's going to talk at TA transformation. Uh, so you're going to want to, you're going to want to make sure you dial in for that. Uh, and for anybody else who's interested, of course, it's cxr.org slash podcast. You can check out all of the years, uh, hundreds of episodes that we did this year. Uh, and can you can also go uh, to cxr.org slash books, where we've got a book club going on. We did quite a few books this year. I think at least a dozen of them. It feels like a dozen of them. Uh, but we're wrapping up, I think, on the 17th. So next week, we're wrapping up. We're doing a, an essay. So it's not that if you're a short reader, you got a short attention span, uh, you, you won't even get through your run on the treadmill uh, to get through it. But we think you'll be laughing out loud at that one. So check that out. And until then, we'll see everybody online in the community at CXR.Works. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, CXR.Works, Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Career Crossroads, and on Instagram at Career X Roads. We'll catch you next time.